0: Anderson Afternoons, the podcast. I'll tell you, on the weekend, I, I picked up the phone and I phoned some people in the restaurant business, and, and one of them was Joe Episqualis. We've been friends for a long time. And Nick over at Helios and uh, Peter Janakis at uh, Pony Corral and Cause at Santa Lucia. And I I reached Joe and I just said, uh, hey, Joe, you know, how you managing? How you doing? Uh, let me know if you need anything, which is, I think, what we all should be doing uh, as we deal with this, this COVID-19 and uh, Joe's on the phone now, Joe, it's been a couple of days since we chatted. How are you doing today?
1: Well, not too bad, Hal. I guess this is the quietest and weirdest, uh, St. Patrick's day I've ever seen and the city has seen in the world probably, but, uh, we're doing okay, Hal. We, uh, we're doing all right, considering
0: now uh, save the uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to talk for a couple of segments here so save save the family story because man you got a real story to tell about COVID-19 relating to your family here and your family in Italy so hang on to that we'll talk about it. that in a second but let's focus on the on the restaurant part of this we had the owner of King's Head on this morning. I'm going to talk to Cos at, at Santa Lucia Pizza. You you guys in this business, you know, and you're the best case, uh, best example of this. These other restaurants, these other restaurant owners, they're not your competition. They're your brothers. Talk about the impact of this on your industry, Joe.
1: Yeah, well, unprecedented it, how it's, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, we've been... On the phone, and again communicating with our, our restaurant friends and all our bar friends and all that, and uh, never seen anything like this before. It, it's, it's, you know, we're, we're a pretty tough group. How we can adapt to a lot of different things. You know, I I remember back in the old days when we first bought the restaurant. I was 19, and you know, in 1990, and the recession hit, and the GST hit, and the high interest rates, and you know, stuff like that can knock you down as an entrepreneur and as a restaurateur. But, and we've always had issues all the time with you know with food costs and staffing and all issues but we're we're a tough group but i don't know i think we got our work cut out for us during this hit this is something we've never seen before and and uh it's going to be it's going to be a long haul well and we don't know how long
0: right i mean it's fear it's the unknown it's it's really frightening um, and I know your biggest concern when I talk to you on the weekend, your biggest concern is your staff, because a lot of these people in this industry, hospitality, restaurants, bars, uh, uh, pubs and lounges, they're making minimum wage or not much more than that and living on tips. And I know you're more worried, not so worried about you and, and your bills, although I'm sure you're worried about that. You're worried about your staff and how they're going to manage
1: well, you hit it right on the head there, yeah. It's been tough this week, and working with my great staff—they've all been with me a long time—and you know, it, you're right. The, the just watching them and and seeing a little bit of uncertainty in their faces—it's it, been hard on uh, uh, on me and my family too, because Belinda. You know, my wife and you know—that's all staff is. They, she worries, and we all, we all worry because they 've been with us so long, and uh, all the uncertainties like you said they, you 're right they do they do count on, on on people coming in and dining and revenue and tips. Um, so I'm not sure they were really ready for this. So we're trying to, and it's, that's the hard part too. We're, you know, we're all getting our families prepared and our, and our parents maybe, or and our grandparents that are maybe needing some help in this issue and, and stocking up and looking after ourselves. But then there's our other family. It's our restaurant family that we also have too, which has been really, uh, uh really tying us down and, and, and getting, getting us to kind of Uh, Have a brave face and kind of be there for them also, and kind of get tools in place. That we've been trying to keep them all employed as much as possible, and to to keep everything rolling here. But it just seems like every day you see it's getting harder and harder, and we're just trying to shuffle. Um, A lot of my staff, some of them do have full time other jobs and are here part time with us, but the majority don't. How? And that's the hard part. This is their main income, and the uncertainty. What do we do? You know, And, and so. I think out of all this, you're right. We'll be fine. We've been around a long time, and you know, we, we we have our bills too. But you know, we're gonna just hang on. But it's my it's my other family. It's my my family that I'm really been having a hard time dealing with, and, and coming to work every day, um, trying to help them.
0: You know, um, in we when we're challenged like this with this COVID, you know, who even, who knew, right? Uh, where we're at with this. Uh, today, things like this bring out the best in us and the worst in us. And we've heard about all the scams and you know, the phishing emails and things. But you were telling me that you have staff that have another full-time job and work for you part-time. And until you were sort of forced to close your dining room, you had staff that was okay or they had a, a spouse that was working a full-time job. You had staff giving up their shifts, for the people that really needed the shifts and not taking tips and letting others have tips. I mean, that's really touching to see that sort of humanity.
1: Well, that just hearing that when, when I did, we did have a little staff sit down and talk about that. And we communicated that to that tells you what kind of family we have here at the restaurant, hall it's a, uh, The the girls and some of the guys in the kitchen stepped up and said, you know what, don't worry about it, I'm good. You know, we all kind of looked at our finances and said, who who can manage some extra time off and this and that. So we kind of balanced that around and, you know, and we said, okay, and the ones that we couldn't keep going, like you said, you're right, because of obviously restaurant practices as, you know, dining in has slowed down, of course. But, you know, we're still doing that avenue with the, the, we're doing a lot of pickup right now. And our take and bake items uh, are always, we got really popular now. You know we do the line of take and bake, so people can yeah. load up their freezers. So that's taken off, and that's great. And then we, of course we're working with our partners that skip the dishes, uh, which we've always been with them, and we've always did it. we've always had a takeout and uh, delivery avenue and a, and a catering avenue. So that's okay. But uh, again, some of these restaurants did not have that in place, so that's yeah. the ones that are hurting too. So we've been okay with that, but it's how far can we go with it, right? And then you know, and again, and again, it's just been trying to balance it out and trying to move everyone into different positions to try to keep everybody employed and, uh, and and just keep everything rolling for sure.
0: So help me out then. So you're doing takeout, grab-and-go, and all that kind of stuff. As you said, not everybody does that. Not all restaurants do that. But that may be what gets you restaurateurs through this. Is there enough business there? Because here's what, here's what I – you know, we talk about, oh, there's no groceries or we can't get this or we can't get that. I I think now is when we really need to step up and support businesses however we can, whether we buy a a gift card now and use it when this is all over or whether we grab and go buy and and pick it up or, or have it delivered. I think that's what we as citizens now need to do for our entrepreneurs, our business people out there. But is that enough, Joe, depending on how long this goes? You know what hal, every little bit helps, and I just want to use
1: this platform to tell just to tell you a little story like we put out some stuff on social media about being safe and, and and sanitized and protecting our staff and our customers coming in, and we put some posts out there and I tell you the response uh from our regulars and and the public has been phenomenal I tell you how we live in Winnipeg I tell you the, you hear about what's the greatest city in the world I don't care Winnipeggers are amazing just the people that have been reaching out to me friends and family and regulars just coming in the last couple of days I'm like w- you know what are you doing you're like Joe we just want to support you and the girls and and uh, and and uh, the staff and all that it's just been it's been overwhelming how it's like uh, I'm I, I said, to my wife, she can sell to see it in my eyes she's like, what's wrong? I said, i I'm so choked up because I. I'm just speechless on uh, the support and how how tough we are as a community and how great we are as uh, as as businesses and and, yeah everyone is supporting everyone and and and, you know we're going to get through this out because we're Winnipeggers we're tough and we support each other we have the best community Uh, you know and it's even funny too like you know you know every March it's our March Meatball Madness for Silo Mission and we had that running and it's taking a hit but you know what people are. You know, we're thinking, oh, wow, this is not a good timing. But there they are. They're coming in. They're buying meatballs, and they're still supporting it. So things haven't stopped, and, and it's just it's – it's. I'm choked up, Hal. It's been—it's uh, just overwhelming, and uh, I just want to put a shout out to everyone. So we, we thank you for supporting your local, your local business. And it's not just restaurants, you guys. It's yeah. like, there's everyone is hurting out there. It's not just us restaurant guys. Let's face it. It's—it's it's everyone. There's a lot of lot of different companies and businesses that have been impacted by this, and we all got we all gotta stick together. And uh, I know we're gonna get through it because this community, there's nothing like it. I've been running the restaurants since 1990. I've, you know, I've seen it, I've seen when it what we can do when in a time of need, and we all know that uh, this time is now, And uh, the, but the support has been fantastic, and I just can't thank everyone enough to uh, for what they've been doing over the last couple of days, and they're actually calling and asking us, you know, can we come in, are we open, and, and, and we're ready to go, and we're saying, like, we we can do that, because we still got the social distancing, we got uh, we got room that we can separate the tables, and again, everyone has been, they're actually, they're been, we've been getting calls to making sure that we're still um being able to service someone if we want but if they want to take it out we're there if they want to deliver it we're there we want to catered we're there so all the avenues are there for everyone but it's been, it's been overwhelming
0: so your st- the the dining room is still open then at Pasquale's? If they want, yeah. Again, we're social
1: distancing and that we sanitize. Like I said, the sanitized parting, that, that's in our industry, how yeah. we've always, our, our industry has been. Right. We're the cleanest industry in any segment for keeping sanitary, sanitary uh, conditions in our restaurants. All of our restaurants we, uh, have already got that covered, and we just step it up, no problem with mm. that. And then with the distancing, yeah, we can, we, like said, we don't have to worry about the social distancing. Pasquale is not a, a large restaurant. We can't put 500 people in like the bigger restaurants. We're just yeah. a family-run operation. And so we can distance, uh, and that's not a problem. We can put tables uh, definitely six feet apart from each other, and that's never been an issue uh, already. Because, like I said, it, it is the the, the in has been down about definitely forty to fifty percent anyway. So uh, we we are available to, to accommodate, and yeah, we've had groups actually calling to see how long if we're making sure that we're keeping reservations. And like I said, we'll if until the the province mandates if they want us to shut it down, we'll shut it down, no problem. Um, but my like, focus here is just trying to keep uh, keep that staff, keep those staff going, and 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 making sure that they got hours. That's just like I said, just looking in their eyes, and their eyes are lighting up when they see a reservation, and they they do get excited about it, even if it is one or two. It's kind of funny, but they to them it's gold, right? It's they love it. So we're going to try and do the best we can.
0: Well, and we'll see what happens. You're right. Like you, you know, every day. We're thinking, well, you know, and then things change so quickly. Who knows? We may see that mandate that you talked about there. But uh, anyhow, just so we get the right information out, um, you're you're doing the social distancing, and, and at least right now you're open. But I think a lot of people are doing the takeout and the grab-and-go. Joining us now, the head, the CEO of the Winnipeg Humane Society, Javier Srasinski, is uh, on the phone. Javier, good afternoon. Hello, Hal. Uh, Great being with you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, You put out a tweet, an urgent call for fosters. I'll just read it quickly here. Was this yesterday or the day before? It was yesterday, yes. Yesterday. Uh, Here's what you said on Twitter. With all the uncertainty due due to COVID-19, we are making plans to ensure all the animals are cared for during any scenario. If you can help foster an animal during this time, please fill out our online application. And I understand you've been overwhelmed.
2: We we have been, we received over 220 applications. Uh, We're so grateful to the community for their immediate response. And now we're asking everyone to be patient. Uh, We are going through all the applications. And again, we're we're planning. So right now we're managing uh, with our staff. Uh, but, of course, we, we, we need to hope for the best and prepare for the worst. So we'll be contacting uh, individuals as, as we can, and we go through uh, all the applications.
0: How many animals are you dealing with? Is 220 people enough? Or, or do you, uh, like, I don't want to overwhelm you again. I just want to make sure we help you if you still need help, though.
2: Well, we, you know, we, uh, we always need fosters in general. Uh, you know, we, the Whipa Humane Society handles approximately 7,000 animals every year. And we're always looking for uh, for fosters. If we have to close the uh, the shelter, we will need homes for roughly 200 pets uh, plus minus. Uh, so, you know, we um, we always welcome applications. We just ask the community to be patient as we, you know, get back to them. And, it, it, you know, we may not need them immediately, but there is always need for fosters.
0: You know, Javier, uh, I... This community, Winnipeg, Manitoba, incredible people, right? This community, it, it's it's all about heart here. And when someone needs help, someone's there to help. And uh, this is another example of how Winnipeggers and Manitobans are such cool people. You put out one tweet saying, we need some help, and you get uh, as much help as you need in just
2: one day. It's amazing, isn't it? It is, uh, you know, unbelievable, and you know, I am humbled by the support that we receive from from the community. It's it's truly. I, I tell my friends, they have one of the best jobs in the world because the the support that we receive is is, is simply, you know, unbelievable. Other communities across North America are jealous of you know how Winnipeg responds when when there is a need.
0: Yeah, and this is for our animals. You know, I mean. It, it, not to take. I love my dog Hershey. People who know me know how much I love my dog. It might be a little sickening for some people, but when you think that you know, as human beings, we're willing to to help in this way for animals, I think that that says a lot about us.
2: Javier, absolutely. I, I yeah. agree. More, yes.
0: I really appreciate you jumping on for a couple minutes with us here today. And you let us know if you need any more help. Okay. We will. Thank you so much for reaching out. Last night, I uh, got an email uh, from Kaz over at at Santa Lucia Pizza, and uh, Kaz is is on the phone here with us now. Kaz, good afternoon.
3: Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for uh, the
0: thank you for the email. Thank you for for reaching out and um and sort of telling me where where you guys are at. As I told you uh, on the phone off the air this morning, I did my part uh, on uh, Sunday. I ordered a couple of great big Santa Lucia pizzas with extra cheese, and uh, I got an order of your incredible cheese toast. and And I I hope that people are are doing that ordering even though your dining rooms are closed, ordering, uh, uh, you know, the great food that we have here in, in Winnipeg and in Manitoba, in, including your pizza. But these are these are tough times, Koss.
3: These are very tough times. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, as a company, we sat down last night late through the night, uh, we hours in the morning to figure out what's best for us, what's best for uh, our staff, what's best for Society in general at these times are uncharted waters of what lies ahead. Um, and we appreciate the support that we, uh, and your support. We appreciate our customer support. We would love our customers to continue supporting us and not just our restaurants and other restaurants. I was looking at online this morning at statistics and how and the employment of millions and millions of people through this restaurant industry are depending on, you know, their livelihood. And, um, you know, we, we're we looking at this together as a team, um, and it would be like one of the sayings Al Pacino said in his movie once, you know, we have to stick together, we're going to crumble as individuals, right? So yeah. this is a global, this is bigger than we, we, we don't know what's down the road. Yeah. So, you know, we, we have to, we're doing our part as a company, as a family, as a team to see what's best for everybody in this situation. And so you you've
0: uh-huh. closed your dining rooms. That was a tough de- decision, I'm that sure. Was. But it, but it, you know, I think uh, most people would say that was was the right decision. How are you handling staff? Are I mean, you can't if you're shutting down dining rooms, you can't keep everybody working. Are you maybe taking a, a waiter We're, or a waitress and and they're helping deliver? Or how are you handling this? It must be uh, a
3: nightmare. It's from the bottom of my heart. It makes me sad and to understand how the people and the human beings, how they need to make their living. And we are trying to fluctuate people. I get choked up about it when I talk about it because I had so many meetings this morning and so many staff and, 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 and their expressions on their faces. We're gonna try to work together and do whatever we can on our side to fluctuate, zeal. You know, from, example, the time back story to go into the Henderson Sandwich or to the St. Mary Sandwich who needs phone personnel? Who needs uh, extra drivers? Who could be on standby? Who needs some money more? Who doesn't? Who, who needs to support you? What, what's going on here? We, we're we growing things. We're changing as the hours go by and to see how we can adapt and try to keep everybody happy, you know. Um, and it's a global pandemic that we got to work at this together. And Canada's strong. Winnipeg's strong. we got to, these are the times that show who we really are. And characters built uh, uh, when no one is looking. So we as individuals have to become bigger than what we are. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just it's just sad to see uh, the people in our industry, not just our restaurants, all other restaurants, how uh, we're closing our doors to, to better the world, to better the, the spread. Yeah, but yeah, and then, but and then the but the other questions are: Do the people going to have the money? Are they going to run out of money even to buy food? We don't know what's going on. Right? Yeah. It, 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 it really is. is uh, it,
0: it really is just a completely new situation uh, in in so many ways. Um, you know, I I I was proud to uh, be with you presenting a check to United Way for over ten thousand dollars recently from a pizza at Santa Lucia that has my name on it. And you're a you're a yes, good corporate sir. you're a good corporate citizen, and I think uh, and I've been saying this about all businesses, not just Santa Lucia, but now is the time for Winnipeggers and Manitobans to step up and and help businesses like you because I think if we can help
3: you, we'll all be better off. A hundred percent. That falls back on the teamwork and 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 when and let's not forget the check that we presented with to the United Way could not be there without our customers. the people eating our product we 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 give if we have and we're at this point now we're setting up to see what we could do for our staff in need right so whether it's full-time to part-time to what we can accommodate for everybody um yeah these these times that we're going through these difficult times
0: cause all um, the best and and i really do appreciate the email letting me know what's going on over there and uh keep us uh keep us informed okay And, and good luck and
3: thank you, sir, for your time.
0: All right, that's Cos over at uh, Santa Lucia Pizza. Let's get uh, Karen Taylor-Hughes on, the CEO of Winnipeg Harvest. Karen, good afternoon. Hi, Al. Hi, thanks a lot for jumping on. I've been hearing more and more about food banks south of the border and uh, here in Canada. How are you guys uh, managing? Are you seeing more demand over at Winnipeg Harvest, or is that something you're bracing for? Where are you at?
4: We are bracing for the demand. Um, With the school closures, definitely we're going to see much more demand through our food bank network because families are used to children eating um, food at school, so there will be definitely a stress.
0: And I've been saying this, I've talked to a couple of restaurant guys today, and I've been saying, you know, if uh, maybe you're working from home or, or if you are still working, and you can help others uh, this is a great way to help people in need make a donation to win a pig harvest
4: yeah that is a a great way. What we do at Winnipeg Harvest is we are the provincial collector of food that we share through our entire network of over 400, up to 400 agencies, including food banks, soup kitchens, shelters. So if, if giving it to us, we will ensure that all those sources continue to get food flowing through. And we are currently meeting on a daily basis with some of those sources to make sure that their needs are being met.
0: Are you seeing an increased demand yet relating to COVID-19 or, or not yet?
4: On on the back end, from the client perspective, we're not seeing it yet, but what we're seeing is our depletion of donations. Manitoba has been really fortunate over the years that we seem to get a lot of food donated through our retail program as well as through our tin for bins and food drives. At this point, because of the rapid um, consumerism in the grocery stores, as you know, a lot of the shelves are bare. And as a result, what's donated to us has become very minimal. So we are now out looking, soliciting funds so we can go out and purchase items to ensure that we're keeping food flowing through our food net network.
0: And what about at Winnipeg Harvest, the way you do business there, Uh, you know, for, I think every business in some way or another is dealing with this. I may be doing this show from my home office tomorrow. What about at Winnipeg Harvest? How is all this affecting the way you're doing what you do every day?
4: Well, late last week, we put up our protocols for phase one. So anyone coming into the building that is visibly ill or has been ill, is not allowed in. Anyone that has traveled outside of the country in the last two weeks is not allowed in. If they come in, if they're healthy and have no um, related, um, any other um, illnesses are allowed in, but they have to wash their hands immediately. They are escorted almost to the bathroom to wash with hand soap, and then that is done repeatedly while they're Practicing social distancing, we luckily have a very large warehouse so we can spread our volunteers out so they can do their work and not be on top of each other. Um, We have a kitchen and a dining room that we have closed so we're not having people congregate together in any kind of way. We've also reached out to all of our food banks and we've informed them of how they can allow social distancing to happen to ensure that their clients are not being sequestered together for any length of time, and we're hearing that's going quite well. So we're trying to make sure that everyone is safe coming into our building and going into food banks as well to pick up their food.
0: And, you know, as we talk about donations for Winnipeg Harvest, as you brace for what you expect to be more business, not the kind of business you want, but it's going to maybe get you, get you busier over there. It, it seems to me, you tell me, but it seems to me the best way for people to help might be by making an online donation where there's nothing changing hands. It's cash. You can go get what you need and it's much easier maybe. Am I right?
4: That's very true. Normally, traditionally, we always ask for food as our number one go-to because we have plenty of it and we get lots of donations. At this point, again, allowing for very little food handling, allows us to order in bulk. It comes all wrapped together, so very little doing. We're moving towards a hamper process, so we'll have prepackaged hampers that we will wrap here and then just be handing them to our food banks that can just hand them off to their clients very quickly. So you're right. I think funds are the, is the best way to help us minimize all kinds of contact towards food handling.
0: Yeah. Karen, thanks a lot for this, and good luck. Thanks so much.